Hey everybody, my name is Adam and I am the lead communicator here at Downtown Harbor Church. I'm so excited that you came to join us today. Um, one of the things that we did last night, which was so exciting, is some of us went to the boat parade um, out here in Fort Lauderdale and it was really cool. We got together um, because here at Downtown Harbor Church, we don't do our own events. What we do is we like to partner with city events so we can kind of meet people right where they're at. And we actually had people come over to us. Our flag was there and they're like, you, you're a church? And we're like, yeah. They're like, like, you people seem normal. We were like, well, that's what we're trying to do. So that was kind of cool. Um, so we were doing that and meeting people. And you're going to see more of those events kind of roll out at the beginning of the year. We're going to partner with the Jazz Brunch across the street and head over there after church service sometimes. And we're going to do some stuff with the St. Patrick's Day Parade. So just kind of look for that. It's going to be um, a really cool uh, year next year. And we do that to partner with some city events. Now, um, I just want to give you another disclaimer. If I, ex if I seem to be a little excited today on stage, I do apologize, but Star Wars The Force Awakens opens in four days, and I've been waiting my entire life for this moment to happen. This is an exciting thing, is it not? So um, I apologize. If you're, if you're waiting with me, this is an exciting time for us people. Anyway, uh, now moving on to serious things that matter. Okay, we are landing here talking about forgiveness for three weeks in December. And forgiveness is a very heavy, deep, kind of emotional topic. It's a topic that we have to talk about because it's so real and so true. And it's not necessarily always just black and white. It's gray. And in fact, a lot of the times it's gray. And so I apologize in advance for kind of the deepness of this message because it is deep. It's very personal and emotional what we're going to talk about today. Because see, last week we talked about uh, forgiveness related to our families. And today we're going to talk about forgiveness related to ourselves and what that looks like in our life. And we've spent the three weeks leading up to Christmas in our series called Unforgiving Christmas because when you don't deal with forgiveness, when you don't actually kind of explore that and express it and figure out what that means, it can be difficult in your life. It can kind of come to the surface specifically around the holidays, specifically around Christmas. Last week we talked about how you're with family members that you're not necessarily with for your entire year. So when that kind of comes to the surface, it's an emotional time. You have to deal with forgiveness related to that. And today we're going to talk about what it means to deal with forgiveness related to yourself. And after the first service, somebody came up to me and they just said, that was the most deep personal thing that I've kind of ever sat through. And I've done so much reflection and it was just a really cool moment. So I just encourage you, don't miss that today. This is going to be a really cool day to talk about what forgiveness looks like because at Downtown Harbor Church, since we've kind of launched this church a couple of weeks ago, we've been talking about a topic that is important and a, top of a topic that all of us can experience. And it's this, it's redemption. We've been talking about what this idea is mainly surrounding the fact that a lot of us in our lives have made bad decisions in one way or another. And maybe a decision that you've made is a small bad decision. And maybe it's just something that is really simple. But some of us over the course of time have made really, really bad decisions in our lives. We've done really stupid things. That's why we spent five weeks in the topic or in the series of what was I thinking, taking a look at the book of Proverbs, talking about how to make better, wiser choices related to things in our lives. But even when we make bad decisions or we kind of go off the car or the wheels come off the cart and things go you know south in our lives there's always an opportunity for redemption there's always an opportunity to come back there's always an opportunity whether that's related to god or people in your family or your friends there's always an opportunity for those around you to show you redemption and for you to come back and for them to forgive you i have to tell you this word has meant a lot to us as we've started it's been 
so emotional for people to think about the things they've done and that they can come back from them. Now, I want to put the word up here and kind of just land at a story for a second. Because our second series when we launched the church was called Seat at the Table, and we talked about the story of the prodigal son. If you've heard the story before, this will be a review for you. If you haven't, I'm just going to kind of give you a Reader's Digest version of the story and how redemption happened there. There were three characters in the story, a dad and two sons. The younger son went to his father and asked for his share of his inheritance early, disrespecting his father. Mainly, Satan, he's saying to his father, listen, I kind of don't even really need you around anymore. You could be dead for all I care. Can I have half of my money that's coming to me? The dad agrees, gives the son his money, and the son goes and blows it and actually ends up at rock bottom. He ends up kind of eating with hogs and pigs and pig slop because he's lost everything. And then he says, I have an idea. Here's what I'll do. I'll go home. And his father accepts him back into the home. He experienced redemption. He was now right once again with his family. But the interesting thing about the story of the prodigal son is it stops there. There's no kind of to be continued. There's no like let's continue with the story. It stops with redemption. And it's important to understand that even in the decisions that you make in your life, if you experience redemption, the decisions that the prodigal son made as he experienced redemption, one of the things that we don't know about what he faced were these consequences. We don't know what consequences he faced. Redemption does not take, take, a, take away, away the consequences for our behavior and for our actions. And those could be consequences that are very, very little, or those could be consequences that are very, very big. We don't know what happened to that kid in that story if he remained kind of estranged and separated from his brother. We don't know what his relationship with his father was like from that point. We don't know furthermore, and this is the most important thing, don't miss this, we don't know what happened inside his own heart and his own mind after he came home. Was he tormented by what he did? Was he extremely sad about the money he wasted for years to come? The bottom line is this, is that when we make decisions and they're stupid decisions and they're what was I thinking decisions, there will always be consequences to our actions. And even if the consequences aren't physical, meaning your family, if you've wronged them, take you back. They take you back in and it's all right again. That's fine. Maybe the consequences aren't like physical in this way. Maybe you did something wrong and you broke the law. Maybe you don't even go to jail necessarily. But what we're talking about today related to consequences is this idea that the consequence that may be the most impactful is the one that lies inside of your own heart. It might be the one that lies inside of your own heart related to the idea that after you experience redemption, you have difficulty forgiving your own self for what you did. And those could be small things, but in some ways, in some of our lives, those are really, really big things. Because I don't know why this is, and I don't know how this came to be, but somewhere along the way in human history, I believe this is true. Forgiving yourself can be a lot harder than forgiving others. 
It can be really difficult to forgive others. In fact, that can be one of the most difficult things you ever do. But for whatever reason, we as human beings, we kind of feel this thing about ourselves that we should be different. We should be better. We shouldn't do things like that. And then what happens is, is we're kind of tormented in our own minds for years about what we did and how could we do that and why would we do that. And then we end up down this path that is really ugly. And so today we're talking about what it looks like to show forgiveness to ourselves and more importantly, why that's so important if we're to have a future that is bright. So today I'm going to do a couple of things. I'm going to talk to you about a guy who wrote most of the ancient scripture in the New Testament named Paul. I'm going to talk about him for a few minutes. And then I'm going to give you some kind of really practical play-by-play examples of how to do this in your own life and just some things that we've uncovered. And then I'm going to tell you some verses at the end that I think just really confirm why we need to absolutely show forgiveness to ourselves in our own life and not land there because it will be very dark if we do. So... I want to start in a book in the New Testament today called Philippians. Philippians is the 11th book of the New Testament, and Philippians was written to and about the people of Philippi in Greece. Now, Philippi was actually kind of the very first ever Christian colony in ancient times that was established by Christians. And here's a guy that we've talked about a couple of times at Downtown Harbor who wrote this book, Philippians. Here's a guy named Paul. Now, Some of you know about Paul, some of you don't, which is why I'm also going to kind of revisit Paul and who he is and tell you about this man. Paul was a guy who was of the ancient kind of Jewish-Israeli faction of the time. He was a Pharisee. He was a scholar. He knew so much about the ancient law. He was so passionate about it. He would have memorized more things than most people. He was a completely magnificent kind of keeper of the ancient religious law. But then Jesus showed up on the scene. Jesus showed up and things changed. Jesus started a new movement, a kind of love your neighbor as yourself movement, showing love to God by showing love to other people. And what happened was, is people were starting to get on board with this Jesus movement. All of a sudden, this love thing that Jesus proclaimed wasn't the worst idea they'd ever heard, loving your neighbor as yourself. And people started to follow that movement. And Paul and his buddies were not happy about that. They weren't happy that things were changing. So not only did they mock these new followers of the Jesus movement, but it even came to the point where Paul, this guy who uh, was persecuting these people, started to murder these people for following this new way. He would actually kill and murder Christians for this new movement that they were following. He was the epitome of a bad dude of the time. But then something happened. Paul on a road, met Jesus. He had an encounter, and his life changed forever. He planted his feet right there on the ground and pivoted and started to follow this new movement and this new way. And he actually helped plant churches all over the ancient world, groups of people who were following this new movement. And sure enough, there was this group of people in Philippi, and Paul wrote something in Philippians that I want to just unpack line by line for you because it's so important about his past, where he was, and their future. That's what it says. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things 
or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first perfected or possessed me. But then this is the really kind of where the money meets the road here. Here's what he says. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. I'm not perfect. I've messed up. I've done things wrong. But, 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 don't miss that because that's where we just shift. But I focus on this one thing. And this is, I believe, speaking directly to the people of the time and directly to us. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Most of us have never done anything as severe as Paul. Most of us in the room have not killed anyone. Most of, except for John with the announcements every week, right? Okay. But most of us in the room have not done anything that severe. But think about this. He doesn't talk about this in this text. But do you think Paul absolutely just moved on immediately from what he had done? Now I'm just trying to put myself in his mind. I really don't know what he thought and what he you know, looked at his own actions like. But think about this. If you had done all of the things that he had done, don't you think there probably would have been a moment where he looked back and he thought, my goodness, how could I have done that? I, look what I did to these people, and now I'm one of them. My goodness, how could I have done that to those people? Almost this idea of what was I thinking, but here is his response. But I focused on this one thing. Forgetting the past, looking forward to what lies ahead. And last week we talked about this, that forgiveness was a process. We talked about it related to your family, and I think we talk about it related to this too. This may have not happened overnight, but he's encouraging others and maybe even encouraging himself too. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Because if you live in the past, if you live in the things that you've done that have wronged other people, or if you live in the past and you look at the things that you've done that you regret, and folks, we all have them. It's not just me or you or you. We all have these things that we've done that we regret in our past. If we land there, your conscience can torture you if you let it. Your conscience can torture you if you let it. Therefore, I want to make a statement. We're going to talk about this for the rest of the day. There needs to come a moment in your life where you forgive yourself for what you've done in your past and you move forward and don't do it again. But there's got to be that moment where you kind of put your feet right in the ground and you go, yes, I will make a conscious decision to do it and turn that way and not look back. But here's the deal. And I love this word. That's why I use it so much. There's tension there. There's tension because that's not the easiest thing to do. And even when you make the decision to kind of put your feet there and, 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 and look forward to the future, there's tension because you can forgive yourself, yes, but how do you actually manage not letting what you did consume your mind and thoughts on a day-to-day -day basis? How do you let forgiveness kind of creep into your heart and run through your body so what you've done doesn't torment your mind because it can because here's something i know about every one of us every one of us in the room unless something dramatically dramatic happens this afternoon every one of us will wake up tomorrow morning and open our eyes every one of us will have a tomorrow 
Every one of us will have a future. Every one of us will leave here today and you have a future ahead of you. And your future is vitally important. Why is it vitally important? Because you are a created being who has the ability to have a better family and help change your communities around you and help change the world and to influence things for good, to love your neighbor as yourself as we've been called to do. But the problem with so many of our futures is that so many of us don't live in the future. A lot of us live in the past. And if you live in your own past, you will never have a future. If you live in the mistakes of your own past, if you live in the regret that you have, if you live in this idea that you can't move on because what you did was so bad, I guarantee you, you will never have a future. And I got to tell you, at Downtown Harbor Church, I have met some of the most amazing people in my entire life. We are a brand new place that is just a few weeks old, and I have met people who have come in here and who have so much to offer this world, so much to just give back to their communities and their families and, and schools and education to make the world around them a better place, but so many of us can't ever get there because we're consistently living in the past. But Paul says, no, oh, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it. I'm not perfect. Focus on this one thing, forgetting the past, and look forward to what lies ahead. So allow me to just make a couple of points. Some of these are one-off points, but I want to kind of tie them all together. Allow me to make a couple of these points. If you don't forgive yourself, you're likely to do the same thing that caused the hurt again. Here's what I mean when I say this. If you live in your past, and if you kind of let your mind be consumed with the things that you've done that you're not proud of or that you, you know, maybe can't even get your own mind to redemption for, if you live there, you're more than likely to do the same thing again. Why? Because you're thinking about it constantly. You're letting your mind just kind of marinate on this, and then what do you do when you think about things? You just do them. I've talked to people who struggle with anger, and they can't let go of the anger. They, as we've said a few weeks ago, they put their fists through a wall from time to time. And do you know why they do it again? Because they're in such torment that they did that in the first place that they just keep allowing their mind to go back to it over and over and over again. And therefore, it becomes a kind of a vicious cycle where it just kind of you know, winds up into a ball in your mind, and you just let it happen again. And you can think about your own situation in your own life where that happens because that's not the same thing for everyone. However, if you don't forgive yourself, you're likely to do the same thing that caused the hurt again because it's just constantly on your mind. Here's another one that is just so important. A lot of times we've wronged another person. Maybe it's someone in our family that we've wronged. Maybe it's a friend who we've wronged. Maybe it's a coworker who we've wronged and we know that we've wronged them and we even, <coughs> excuse me, we've even asked for forgiveness and they've said no. They've said, I'm not interested in forgiving you because what you've done has hurt me so much. I can't let it go. I can't take Elsa the Snow Queen's advice and let it go, right? 
Boy, that did not get the laugh I was hoping to get, but we'll move on in short order. Here's the deal. You can forgive yourself even if someone has not forgiven you. You can forgive yourself even if someone has not forgiven you. When you ask for forgiveness and someone says no, that's brutal. It's hard because you want to make things right. And sometimes we go in our minds to this idea that the person who I've wronged, I've asked for forgiveness, they've said no, therefore I can't even let go of it myself. My self-worth is wrapped up in someone else. You can still forgive yourself even if someone has not forgiven you. Don't let someone's refusal to not let something go destroy your life because you have a future. Your future is bright. Your future could help change the world. Your future could help change your community around you. Your future could let the world see what a family is actually supposed to be like, people who love each other. However, I will tell you this. If you deal with forgiveness in your own life and you have not let things go, your future will be affected because of it. And time is so important. Time, as we talk about all the time around here, is running out. And we don't want to miss, um, we don't want to miss those moments that we can't get back. And so here's what I want you to say. Here's what I want to say. If you haven't forgiven yourself, your future will be darker than it should be. If you haven't forgiven yourself, your future will be darker than it should be. And here's the deal. We have an opportunity to have very bright futures. And I believe that God, the creator of the universe, who is bigger than we could ever understand or imagine, we try to wrap our minds around that, and we really can't. The only example that I believe we have is Jesus, who is here on earth, and he told us to do one thing, love your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's who God is and what he's wrapped up in, love. There's a future that we have. It can be bright. But if we deal with forgiveness related to our own lives and we say, no, I can't forgive myself, our futures will be much darker than they should be. Let's talk about Paul again real quick. The guy who did all those horrible things in his past and then made it right and turned into a new direction. I believe that it would have been very simple for Paul to be tormented by his past. But he experienced redemption. He met Jesus, and he said, I'm now going to be a part of this new movement. And this is what he experienced. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. She is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Meaning, the things that we've done are history. Turn and go a new direction and don't dwell on them because your life will be a mess. And if Paul, who did all that, can tell us to look to the future, that the future is bright, and God confirmed that, then we can do that in our simple lives that we have here with simple things and petty bickering and incidents that we need to let go because they've already been let go for us. Psalm 103, 12. He, God, 
has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. Do you want to know what that is? That's so far we can't even see it. That's so far we don't even know how far they're gone. That's so far we don't even need to think about them ever again. And this is why there's tension here because we're human beings and we're alive in 2015 and family issues are difficult and struggling with things that our jobs are difficult and all these things are difficult. But here's the thing that I know. You are a human being who has a future. You are a human being who has worth on this earth and your future can be bright. But your future is oftentimes dark if you don't forgive yourselves for the things that you need to forgive yourself for. And guys, everybody in the room has got something. I have mine. You have yours. Mine's different than yours. And yours is different than the person sitting next to you. But here's what I know. You need to forgive yourselves for the things that you might have done where you've wronged others and people know about it. And it might be out in the open and maybe your family knows about it and maybe things in, people in the office know about it. Maybe your friends know about it. You need to forgive yourself for that. You need to move on so you can reconcile relationships and experience redemption. Furthermore, most of us in this room have things that kind of torment our hearts and tear us apart. Things that have gone on in our lives that people don't know about. That are just us. And there's skeletons in our closet. And probably our spouse doesn't know and our family sure doesn't know and our friends don't know. And they kind of live in our heart every single day and they drive us insane because we can't move on from them. It's time today to move on. Time today to put your feet in the ground and go, today I'm moving on and I'm going in a different direction and I will forgive myself. Because if you haven't forgiven yourself, your future will be darker than it should be. And I don't know about you, but I'm of the mindset, I'm of the opinion that my future can be bright and I want it to be bright. I want to help change the world. I want to help change our city right here and now. I want to go to events like we did last night, and I want to meet people and interact with them and be on so that I can talk to people and just hang out and build relationships for the little amount of time that we have left here on this earth. And I've dealt with unforgiveness in my life, and I've dealt with people who have sat right across the table from, and they've said, I can't forgive myself for that. I can't move on. Future, dark, gloomy, gray, not a bright, shining light in a world where we can help change things for the better. So forgive yourself for whatever you need to today. Move on so your future can be much, much brighter than the dark place that it could be in.